0: All right, listeners, so I've got a special treat for you today. So today we are going to be having on this show a real game developer, specifically working on some of the more virtual reality stuff, doing stuff with the Oculus Rift and the Kinect so you can both see and move your body and get your your whole self into the game. It's not just pressing buttons anymore. It's about the whole thing.
1: This is 8-Bit, episode 95, Shameless Plug, version 2.0, on Sunday, November 16th, 2014, and now, Grade A Prick. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. And here he is. Ah, uh, just kidding, it's just me. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Yeah, actually, I mean, I I am making a game with my group in class this quarter, but it's not nearly as exciting as you think it is. Uh, so, yes, we are using the Kinect and the Oculus Rift, which sounds awesome, yes. but because we only have a month, you know, it's basically just going to be like you have some hands attached to where your hands would be in the virtual world, and you're going to be hitting things with those hands.
0: Game jams exist for a reason.
1: Right, and usually those are, like, limited to, you know... 24 hours or a weekend or something, and by people who are much, much more experienced than I am. So we will we will probably have less done in a month than most game developers do during a game jam. <laughs> Beautiful. Actually, the the way that we came about with this idea was pretty brilliant. Uh, one of one of my group members uh, brought up, you know, the the final boss in Super Smash Bros. is Master Hand, right? And yeah. she was like, "Wouldn't it be awesome?" if we made a game where you're playing as Master Hand and trying to defeat, like, the Nintendo characters on a, on a little platform in front of you, and, like, by that time we had already decided that we were going to be using the Kinect, and uh, so, you know, you just, you use your hands to try and hit them and do, you know, Master Hand's attacks.
0: Please tell me that you are, in order to get around that whole copyright thing, you're going to name Master Hand Bates. <laughs>
1: Okay, that would be brilliant, but we haven't even thought about copyright because we're freaking students and nobody cares. We can get away with anything we want and just be like, it was a learning experience. We're not publishing it and making money off of it.
0: But I want to name something. I want to name Master Hand Bates. Because, <laughs> you know, he's really good at luring out the enemies so that everyone else can attack him.
1: Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the entire reason it's <laughs> the entire uh, oh my
0: God, <laughs> we are the innuendo show for a reason, people, <laughs> though we have calmed it down quite a bit we're we're still not quite as pure as some people might want us to be.
1: I definitely do appreciate that one though, because it was a an innuendo and a pun all in one, which are you know definitely the two best kinds of jokes. Totally.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only kind of joke that exists on this show. Exactly. We're not a,
1: we don't have any sort of actually
0: good humor, it's just that shit stuff. <laughs> oh. And I mean See, I, yeah. I had a pretty good week too, but not not quite as exciting as yours, it sounds like. No, I get all the nice toys. Yeah, you you got to play with toys. I just got to play a concert. Um actually I had a couple of performances this weekend. So the the band had their big end of year concert. If you want to actually it was recorded and um,
1: oh, they still have it up.
0: Yeah, it was okay. it was recorded and live streamed, um, but it should be in the archive. So if you go onto the website, you can actually go and hear some of the stuff that we did.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, I saw your Facebook post about it being live streamed, and then when it came time, I was busy playing a video game and I forgot. <laughs> Thanks. I see how to.
0: Well, actually, that's that's between us, that's probably one of the only.
1: I was doing, you know, research for, you know, the show or something. I don't know. Or something. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah,
0: it should be up. Um, It's it's different music, different conductor than what we've had in the past. Um, But it also brought people to tears in the audience. Oh, wow. And some of the stories behind some of the pieces, um, well, they're not mine to tell. But just know that they mean a lot to, at the very least, the conductor and and the band. Mm -hmm. So it's... Fantastic music! I encourage everyone to go and check it out. Um, and then this week, and then this morning, actually, I got up at quarter to seven um, so that I could go and be at the church um, to direct my first handbells performance. Ah! Um, and that was actually really, really, really nerve-wracking for me because Dr. Nimmo, the guy who had been directing the bands for my first three years here at Gustavus, um, goes to that church. Huh. So I had to conduct handbells for him in front of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Now he he wasn't one of the people playing the bells, right? No. Okay.
0: So I might be able to get another person who's here at Gustavus who's in the music faculty playing bells for me. He seemed interested, and that'd be great because he's a fun guy. So
1: he's a mushroom. A... No. No, that would
0: only that would only work if you were talking about mu- multiple mushrooms.
1: Right. Okay. So he's multiple mu- whatever.
0: <laughs> he is a spore cloud.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we got some listener feedback from last weekend. Um, Andrew Bailey says uh you know, since we found out about another Kickstarter that uh failed to meet its Kickstarter goal, he he blames all of uh you know the midterms on uh, on Kickstarter failures. So clearly <laughs> clearly that's the, the the uh cause. Uh yeah. he he thinks that the talus principle sounds like an Elder Scrolls spin off. I assume that he means the title because gameplay wise it sounds nothing like the Elder Scrolls. Yeah,
0: no, not not at all.
1: <laughs> and uh, he, he also doesn't Buts. like it. What? Butts. Butts Buts what? You said, uh. Oh, God, we're not going back to that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't like the way that uh, we end Buts. the podcast with the whole signing off thing because he, he says that we never log on. And to that I say, logging you out, Shepard because Shepard never logged on either nope 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 and we got... He was the only one who replied to the song at the end of the episode, trying to figure out what it was. He says that it actually sounded familiar this time, but he still didn't figure out what it was. And that would be because it's actually a real classical piece from real life that you might have heard at some point. It is The Death of Osei, written for the play Pier Gint. You might recognize a few other pieces for that play as well, like In the Hall of the Mountain King and Morning Mood. Basically... It's the equivalent of, you know, the soundtrack to Pirates of the Caribbean or something nowadays.
0: Huh. Interesting. i have to look that up.
1: And actually, actually that, that play is an Ibsen play. So. Ibsen. Hen- Henrik? Henrik Ibsen? Something like that. Henrik!
0: No. Actually, I have no idea.
1: Or was it Hendrik? I don't know. Something like that.
0: Hey, the, look. I have a computer. Hey, look. I'm looking things up on my computer.
1: The guy who wrote The Doll's House.
0: Henrik Ibsen. Yay. H-E-N-R-I-K.
1: He's, he's Norwegian.
0: Wait, why don't we like him? I oh. flushed the majority of the IB stuff out of my head.
1: Right. Ryan just doesn't like IB, period. And since uh, Adult's House like. was part of one of the classes that we took for IB, he doesn't like it, apparently. Ah. I thought it was a pretty good play.
0: But, but look at those mutton chops. How can you say no?
1: <laughs> You're going to have to <laughs> link to that.
0: <laughs> Throwing it into the show notes.
1: Probably By the, the roll in area? Listener feedback. Yeah. Whoa, oh, that's an awful, awful URL. You're going to have to redo that later. In the meantime, uh, let's talk about some video games. So, Telltale's uh, Game of Thrones will be six episodes long instead of their typical five, and it will take place from. The, the, this is the wording that they use when they're describing when this takes place in the in the TV show. From the end of season three. To the beginning of season five, which sounds just like this is going to be during season four to me. Uh, <laughs> and there are going to be some elements of, from the books, you know, that haven't appeared in the show yet that are going to be in the game. So sounds pretty good to me. I think I've already read farther than that in the book series, so I'm good to go on playing the game and not getting, you know, spoilers up the wazoo.
0: I, I need to start reading the books, slash I need to find time to read the books. Hey, look at Uh It'll I'm take you like everything. an
1: afternoon, don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> actually, it might take me all of Christmas break, but it might just happen where I'd sit and plow through them all.
1: I would be impressed if you made it through them in during Christmas break. I would be impressed if you made it through like two of them during Christmas break.
0: I'll just hold myself up. Oh, you know what we need? We need a fireplace in my house that actually works. <laughs> Because then I can just curl up by the fireplace and read books all day long.
1: I was going to say we need like a freeze ray that'll just stop time so that we can get caught up on all of the pieces of of media that we have fallen behind on and want to yeah. do. But yeah. freeze
0: frame, freeze frame, freeze
1: frame.
0: <laughs> <sighs> However, in the meantime, you know, you know what I need to do more of.
1: What do you need to do more of?
0: Calling GameStop. Do you know why I need to call GameStop? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not because you're going to pre-order any games, I hope. Oh, God, no.
0: I have seen for that. Except for maybe one of the Pokemon games. Like Omega Ruby, or whatever the Sapphire one is
1: called. So why but do you want to call GameStop?
0: Well, because Battletoads is coming back. Awesome. <laughs> so Microsoft is filing for a Battletoads trademark. Crazy. I am so sorry, GameStop
1: workers. Dude, up until last year, I thought that Battletoads didn't actually exist. I thought that it was just, like, a joke that you... No, had- I've played it. <laughs> I I know, I've played it now, too. But it wasn't until, like, last year when, when a friend of mine gave me uh, an arcade machine emulator and, a, like, tons and tons of games, and I found Battletoads, and I'm like, wait, 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 this is a thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just a hard-ass game. That's why it, everyone... So I became a little bit of a craze. Mm-hmm.
1: Now another craze, somewhat lower key and somewhat easier, is Monument Valley. That, uh, that game came out, you know, earlier this year. And they just came out with an expansion for the iOS version, soon to come to Android. It's almost, almost doubles the size of the game. Uh, cause it's another eight levels, and there were ten in the original game. And it's only wow. another two dollars for the expansion, so I'm definitely gonna be getting that when it comes out on Android.
0: And you really liked Monument Valley, didn't you?
1: I did, I did. It's, as, as a game, it's very, very, very easy, like, you know, the, the puzzles so to speak were very very straightforward and didn't take much effort to solve but like yeah. as an experience it was it was just it was beautiful it had a great story if you you know let yourself kind of get swept up into it and i really enjoyed it
0: mm, cool i mean the fact that they're almost doubling in is like whoa
1: yeah and then oh my gosh stupid stupid thing a bunch of people Change their reviews on the on the App Store to one star because the expansion is only you know you have to pay for it. But it's like guys, you paid like four dollars or six dollars or whatever for the entire for the original game, and they're selling you like almost the entire same thing for half the price. Dummies. Oh, and, people
0: will bitch about anything.
1: Have you ever seen? any game that comes out with a substantial expansion that wasn't paid for. Because I can't think of any. Like, like the the term expansion has traditionally meant, you know, in the times before digital-only distribution, you know, it was, you had to go back to the store and buy an entire, another CD. Yeah. For the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people are just being whiny little pains in the arse. Twats. Twats. You come to what? Oh, in the meantime, um, uh, no, <laughs> well, this isn't really an expansion. In fact, this is sort of the opposite. It is a sequel. Wow, wow. Um, Just Cause Three is coming out in 2015 to PC, PS4, and Xbox. It will take place in the Mediterranean, and so far, the biggest addition appears to be a wingsuit, which sounds like a blast. Now, I got to play a little bit of Just Cause One. It was one of the first games that I got for. PC and started playing on PC. Um
1: really, not Just Cause 2?
0: No, just 1. I yeah. I got Just Cause 1 at Half Price Books. Okay. And cuz it was like 5 bucks. Sure. It was Steam sale price. It's
1: uh, it is hilarious looking through the software that they have at have price books. Like they will have knockoff brands of Office from 1995 sitting there on the shelf. It's like, are you serious? I want to buy this just to have the box. <laughs> put it up on a <laughs> shelf.
0: Of course. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, so it it I know that the series is really well received and it's it's it supposedly only gotten better because the second one was. Much better received than the first, if I remember correctly. Yes, or my
1: I have no idea. I've only been around for long enough to know about the second one. Let's see,
0: just cause Metacritic. So, just cause one was given a seventy-five on Metacritic, um, but just cause two was given an eighty-four on Metacritic.
1: All right, that's a Which substantial is, difference.
0: It's the same score that was given to Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor.
1: Oh wow, that was very well well-received game yeah so here's something to make you tear up there's a game on kickstarter right now called that dragon cancer and it is a game that was made as a love well that is being made as a love letter to the developer's son who was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer at 12 months of age but he managed to live on for another four years and when they first started making this this game they were hoping that it was going to be you know, in celebration of of a triumph, you know, of him him completely beating it and and not having to deal with it anymore. But that is not the case. Mm. And this one definitely seems like it's going to be making it, unlike the last Kickstarter that we talked about, because yeah. they it it's been like a matter of days since the Kickstarter started, and they're already over halfway done.
0: They're just shy of fifty thousand.
1: Oh, really? And they're, they're what was their 40 goal again? To,
0: their goal is 50 or sorry 85,000. Okay. Their current pledge is at um 48,245.
1: Oh, boy. And if you, if you really really want the feels, go and watch the little video that they have on there.
0: Oh. oh. Feels. No. No.
1: And if you don't want the feels, then we can talk about League of Legends or something.
0: Alright. Alright. Getting away from that. Oh, I had enough feels earlier today.
1: Stop that. Wait, what happened earlier today?
0: Well, I guess not feels in that sense, but kind of in that sense. I just, I got a story, or not a story, an email from the current band director that he sent out to the whole band, um, essentially saying that he forgot how to love coming to work, or that, re- or essentially the whole thing was, he forgot how to love coming to work because he remembered how to love music. And that's what our concert did to him. Huh. And, I mean, he absolutely loves coming to work as is. Mm-hmm. So, and this is JPM, by the way, the guy who I had as my guest. Right. So, so it's just that, like.
1: That episode is going to be infamous from now on, I think.
0: How so? Just because it's so long or?
1: Well, and, and yes, most, mostly because of the length. But, like, it it was a good episode. Just long. <laughs> I loved it. He had so much passion.
0: He does. That's that's one of the reasons why I'm most excited to have him here, because that's sort of how he approaches everything. He didn't used to be like that. He used to be completely self-absorbed, apparently. Oh, he did? Yeah.
1: Huh. And now look at him. It's well, amazing. I can't. I've never seen him.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> well, with what you know of him, think about his personality. Yep. You know what I mean.
1: I just I just like using the fact that we have an audio-only format to make looking jokes.
0: For now, we'll have to post some screenshots sometime. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can see them if you can. You you can see him if you go and check out the live stream. Troll,
1: there is none.
0: they are not the live stream. I, I'm not talking about this show. I'm talking about the from the concert.
1: Oh, got Part you. Okay.
0: Shameless plug 2.0. <laughs> However, in the meantime, to keep you occupied. Oh, pretty things, I like pretty things. Um, um. So, League of Legends, sorry, Nads, Nads, uh, Nads. <laughs> League of Legends has been talking about how they are going to do a visual update to the Summoner's Rift, which is their main game map, for a while now, and it's just been released into public beta, where it it's being essentially everyone that is playing and just doing normal games and whatnot. Is now playing on the new version of Summoner's Rift, and I mean it's really nice in the sense that graphically it's really pretty. But they've also been working a lot at making things a little bit more clear, like shaping the map. Like there used to be a bunch of walls where it looked like you could somehow jump over or bypass them with some abilities, but you couldn't actually because where the game where the visuals rendered was different from where the the game decided that the borders for those were so they've changed those borders so that they better fit that and they've tried to give the map a little bit more character and it looks very cartoony and very stylized now. Sort of cel-shady, I like it a lot.
1: So we actually were dealing with something like that yesterday when we were, no not yesterday, Friday, when we were getting the hands into our game. Oh my. And yeah, so we, we, we had downloaded yeah, it was on the master <laughs> We had downloaded this like really, really detailed, like, fully, fully, what do you call it, fully rigged uh, set of hands uh, off of a website. And, you know, we, we were trying to get them to match where the, the location of the hands according to the connect. We were able to do that, but for some reason, like, the collision detection mesh was not in the same place now as where we had placed the hands. So we were, like, fudging around trying to get this mesh to, you know, to this outline to match where the hand actually was because we were, you know, we couldn't hit the cylinder and get it to do anything because the it, the collision detection was off on a different part of the map for some reason. And huh. so eventually, like, as a last resort, we just drew, like, a rectangle, a rectangular prism around where the hand was visually. <laughs> and that was the collision detection box it was awful. I am blockhand! Ha, <laughs> and the the oh thing is, God. like, you wouldn't really notice necessarily as, as a player because you can't see the box. It just kind of happens. That's what you'd think. You'd, yeah. People are obnoxious and observant sometimes.
0: Weird <sighs> how people you don't actually observe yeah. what's going on.
1: And actually, in our case, they could just go and like, find out that that's what we did because everything's open source so far.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: Uh, focus on GitHub, yada, yada, yada. No idea what that was, okay. Uh, GitHub is a website where you can post code that you make, that you write, and it's oh. it's great for, especially if, if you're in college and you do some cool projects, and then later on in life you want to go, hey, look at this future employer, prospective employer, I did these cool project things, and I write good code. I know things! Unless you really don't want to show off your code, because sometimes code is embarrassing and ugly. (sighs) I wouldn't know. Well, Valve, I'm sure, uses very, very pretty code, very, you know, clean and everything, and the output of that is very clean and pretty games, of course. Now, the reason that I fudged through that awful segue was to talk about Half-Life 2. (laughs) And the fact that Half-Life 2 just turned 10 today, as of recording right now, it is 10 years old.
0: Happy birthday to, to you, happy birthday. birthday to you. I don't
1: think we're in sync. Happy
0: birthday, dear Half-Life 2. <laughs> happy birthday to
1: you. Oh. Now I'm I'm only going to start feeling old when Portal Two turns ten. Because that's like the first game that I actually remember the the release of, the launch of, and getting it at launch and staying up till four in the morning. Till four in the morning to play it. Yeah, exactly. That was a great day because like the next day in English class you could tell who in class had bought Portal Two and had played it until four in the morning.
0: Yep. And considering that we're all nerds. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, that is really irony. Holy cow. Sorry.
1: I don't think it's ironic. It makes perfect sense.
0: Not what I'm talking about, but okay. Hey.
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> Non-sequitur puns are best puns.
1: Not really. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, okay. So, now that we have the happy birthday out of the way, Ubisoft squarely on the defense <coughs> regarding their review embargo for Assassin's Creed Unity, being 12 hours after the game's launch.
1: they ridiculous. Excuse- <laughs> Just saying.
0: Let me finish reading what you put down, and then you can express your anger, which I am not <laughs> expressing. <laughs> Their excuse: it's really hard giving reviewers of multiplayer games a good sense of the game unless they're given co- unless they give them copies really close to launch. Bullshit! Talkie mushrooms. <laughs> but at least Unity is providing entertaining screenshots and videos for uh, for those of us who didn't buy it.
1: Oh my God. The glitches of that game are astoundingly funny.
0: <laughs> oh golly, I'm looking at the polygon one.
1: Yeah, the, that's a great collection of videos.
0: Glitch Factory. Oh, go. Just a touch of hovering sign hanging. Oh, I've seen the sign hanging thing.
1: I think my favorite is just you know people with the their face textures completely missing, <sighs> and so they're just they're just like a pair of floating eyes and a mouth and then all of their clothes. It's amazing.
0: Oh, Do I want to know? I'll watch <laughs> these
1: later. Yeah. Now, things that are probably not complete glitch factories are things that NVIDIA makes because uh, you know they actually polish their products before coming out with them. And but part of that... Most
0: what? They're mostly hardware.
1: Well, they, they have increasingly been getting into the whole software thing. Well, yeah. Plus, they make drivers. If you make hardware, you have to make drivers for the hardware. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: they're mostly hardware.
1: Yeah, so part of part of that polish is, of course, you know, having good beta programs and figuring out the bugs before you uh, launch it for everybody else, and that's just what they're doing right now. So they have their grid streaming platform free to all Shield owners until June 30th, 2015, as a beta. Currently, there are 20 games available on it. Uh, I'm not sure if the that number is going to grow before June 20th, or if they're just going to keep it at those 20. Until hmm. they figure out what they're going to price the whole thing at, and you know what is shield so okay, oh, so in strategic homeland <laughs> agents of shield um no so so the shield the original shield device was that funny looking controller with a flip up screen running Android that Nvidia came out with that was meant for essentially streaming games from your home pc to to it mmm. And the, there's also the Shield tablet, which they came out with this summer, running their brand new K1 processor, and that is the, it, it also has the whole, you know, you can stream PC games to it, and they have a controller for it and everything, and it's also the only tablet uh, out there right now that supports streaming to Twitch and, and like, recording your screen and everything exactly the way that an NVIDIA graphics card in your desktop or laptop does. Hmm. Which is why I want that tablet so bad. <sighs> but you want it so good. I do. And now I have another reason to want it so bad. You mean so good? So good. Um, one sec. Sorry.
0: What's <laughs> All right. Oh boy. So how am I going to read this? Um, 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 because I, I see a string of letters here. So okay, here goes. Here goes.
1: Oh my god, Tales from the Borderlands is going to be so good! That's pretty much
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) So, slowing down... Well, actually what you should do is just slow down the whole episode to, like, two speed and it sounds like we are completely stoned out of our mind and it's great. Or you can just listen to this and... Oh my god, Tales from the Borderlands is going to be so good.
1: And we know this because they came out with a new trailer this week that... He's awesome, and we need to watch it right now.
0: Okay. Opening up YouTube.
1: Rated M for Mature. All right, kiddos. I know you're
0: all excited to watch a new trailer and whatnot, but there's a lot of unanswered questions about the chronological blah, blah, blah about this game. So let's just get to it. The story goes something like this
1: borderlands which i wasn't in borderlands the sequel which is where my story starts and is currently available for purchase followed by borderlands 2 and now tales from the borderlands have we got it everyone good can we start the freaking trailer already you're going to be reporting to me now reese i want you to know the promotion that you worked so hard to get that's still coming to you. That's why I'm going to make you assistant vice janitor.
0: I can't let that prick get away with this. We steal the deal. Vasquez set up a deal on Pandora for a vault key. One of us moves up, we all move up.
1: This latest scam was our biggest yet. The one that would set us up for life.
0: You're the one that'll close the deal by playing whatever role you need to. This place is a garbage land of sand and sadness
1: You came to Pandora, now you get to live like we do
0: We got a couple Hyperion warmongers, gentlemen
1: The bot, prime
0: it Time to clock in
1: who gets what and how much. We're not vault hunters. Really?
0: Ah! Did you think you could follow my footsteps? (laughs) You're... You're really cool. (laughs) I just... I wanted you to know that. But the first thing that got me just going mouth-dropping and wide-eyed and happy, happy, happy is that voice actor. It's Patrick Warburton.
1: Which which voice actor? Which character? I
0: think the, the, the CEO-looking guy.
1: Oh, okay. the Your boss?
0: Yeah. That's Patrick Warburton.
1: Uh, where would I know Patrick Warburton from? Kronk. Ah!
0: <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. I love Patrick Warburton. I'm getting this game now. It's happening.
1: I mean, was there any doubt in your mind before? Maybe I was
0: like, eh, do I really need to spend the money? But now Patrick Warburton is in it, and yes, this is happening. I mean,
1: I can't believe that you were on the fence before. It's it's um, it's about Borderlands. Yes,
0: and it's a Telltale game.
1: And it's a Telltale game.
0: <laughs> telltale.
1: Telltale. Tell. The Swedish government is looking into ways to supporting games that promote gender equality. So they're thinking about something like uh, maybe a certification that games can use in their marketing or like a label that they put on the cover saying that this game, you know, promotes gender equality. Yay, good, go buy it. Uh, And they're pretty sure that no program like this exists in the world. I personally have never heard of one before. And I think it sounds like an awesome idea.
0: That could be... That could be interesting, though. There's also, some of the comments are like, why the fuck does this matter? And, oh, man. The amount of idiocy in those. Why do I always go to the comments?
1: Why do you always always go to the comments? I don't understand. It's like you want to be disappointed in life or something.
0: Why, why, humanity, why,
1: why? I would like to cheer myself up. I'm going to go to the YouTube comments.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. People, stop. People, stop. Stop. Oh. Anyways. So, <laughs> boy. Speaking of stupid people, that should probably just die instead of following through with their things. Um. So you remember that developer that threatened to kill Gabe Newell?
1: Yes, that was a fond memory.
0: Yeah. Guess what? He's not gone. Mm. He Didn't actually leave the studio. They they announced that he was leaving before they actually finalized how that whole um departure process would work. Why not? And so seeing that Valve kind of just kicked them out, he just decided to stay because whatever. So he's he's a great A prick.
1: I guess. Though it does sound like they've learned a bit of a lesson. For example, they're not going to be announcing like game news on their personal Twitter accounts anymore. Uh, you know, all of the stuff that's on the on their official website is going to be checked by both of the you know main developers <laughs> before it gets posted <laughs> stuff like that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm mainly talking about the guy himself cuz like he's not showing any remorse for this sort of thing whatsoever. He was like, "All right, fine, I'll leave." Um and he was going to do it out of shame, but now that Gabe Newell no longer cares, he's like, "Well, fuck that." So he doesn't he's not holding himself accountable to what he
1: did. Well, I don't think he needs to What do you mean? Cuz like the the consequences of of his actions have already happened to him. So I suppose like what what is he supposed to do to hold himself accountable at this point when their game is not being sold? <laughs> on I suppose. Yeah.
0: I that... <clears throat>
1: And like like nobody was demanding that he leave the studio either. That was just you know his own his own decision. Okay. Now the VGAs were never really our cup of tea. I can tell you that they definitely weren't weren't for me. How about you?
0: Not really. Well, I mean, usually you and I have the same opinions of stuff and you showed some of the videos of just the guy being an absolute dipshit. Mhm. It's like, yeah, this isn't fun.
1: Well, fortunately, they're dead now. Not happening anymore. However, the executive producer and longtime host of the VGAs, Geoff Keeley, has decided to make a new show mostly financed out of his own pocket. So far, he's saying all of the right things to get me interested, so, like, less focus on comedy, more focus on celebrating the games that they're actually awarding, uh, not, you know... Using stereotypes of gamers to, you know, try to be like in, uh, you know, streaming it on every platform that he can get his hands on, etc etcetera. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, We'll see how well it goes. I, I'll probably watch it and let you know if it, if it was worth it or not. Well,
0: watch it and then throw something up on your blog, and then we can mention it here. And if people want more info, they can go to your
1: blag. There you go. To the interblags. I don't think it's happening until, well, actually, I don't know when it's happening, but not for a while.
0: Well, then we better keep this podcast going for a while. We've given people an expectation. We've got to exactly. follow through.
1: <laughs> we're not going to quit on you all of a sudden like the, at the Nexus did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, shots were fired.
1: And Ryan wasn't even here to hear them.
0: Sizebuck I just can't quit you.
1: <laughs> Are you sure that you don't want to come out this week?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't have to come out. We're moving in together eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true.
1: Oh, man.
0: Romance OP. Rito Nerf now. All right. So I think that that's about it for our headlines that we have. Yep. Yeah. It's been a busy week for me at the very least and I think a busy week for you as well so we haven't had a chance to have any reviews.
1: I think there there was one thing actually related to the Talos project that we didn't mention last week because we didn't know about it yet. Sigils mm-hmm. of Elohim is a little kind of mini game where you so so within the Talos project there is there are two kinds of puzzles. There's you know the 3D Ones that are that are based in the game world where you're moving lasers around and putting things on pressure plates, very portal-like. And then every once in a while, you'll come across this this thing where you have to place, you know, wooden kind of Tetris blocks. in Tangram. Yeah, except yeah, tangrams except not diagonal. Yeah. They're all made of squares uh, it, onto a grid so that they all fit. And they've released a a basically a game that's just that that game the, the mm-hmm. ten grams one. And by completing those mini games, you get codes that you can enter into the Talos project, the full game, once it comes out and you've, you know, bought it and everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean the puzzles are fun, and if anything, the music is worth listening to. I've I've been yeah. greatly enjoying just sitting and listening to the music while I've solved these puzzles. How far did you make
1: it? Oh God, I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> 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 I've I've finished two sets. And then I started the third, and I got really, really frustrated. It may have had to do with the fact that I was trying to play it not too long before bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was cognitively, like, not ready for it. But, yeah, I'm uh, (laughs) struggling at this point. Oh, Buck. Whatever movie do with you. The crazy thing about it is that, like, creating those puzzles can't be difficult at all. You just take a grid... And you divide it up into groups of four. Like you, can, you can do this just procedurally with a computer. Tell it take this grid, divide it up into groups of four. Do all of are all of the groups of four, you know, like actually connected? You know, there's 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 no like groups of two or or one or three. And then you know have it check. Have I made the this exact sequence of shapes out of this size grid before? And boom, you have a new puzzle.
0: Yeah, and the. Puzzles are really good. I'm on the very last one on that front page right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, after I got frustrated with the third set on the first page, I just moved on to the second page and made it a few puzzles in and then got frustrated again.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Crybaby.
1: I am. Crybaby, hey, I, I mean, I, I took a step back and I tried a different approach. So that's what I was doing.
0: Should I commend you for that? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, since neither of us have, like, a real review to do this week, let's say we do some classics. Classic sounds good to me. Yeah, so I was just looking just now at my list of games that I have completed in years gone by because I didn't think about what classic I wanted to talk about before the episode started because, you know, what is this whole being prepared thing? (laughs) Well,
0: I suppose I I did start playing a game, but it's not really... No, I guess it is officially out. If we wanted to do a classic, we could do a classic. Otherwise, I I started playing a game called Smite a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh, yeah. That's when the I've, MOBA that you want me to start playing, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Smite is... Essentially, it's another MOBA. I know like the world is releasing 5 million MOBAs. How can this one be any different? Um,
1: MOBAs are about as self-aware at this point as like teen movies are. Yeah. Like, I feel like they should come out with a MOBA called Not Another MOBA.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it is it is actually different in, I guess, both in game modes as well as in how the whole thing works. So Smite is made by hi Res Studios, the same guys that did um, Tribes? Tribes Ascend, yes. Ha! Ha! I win! <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so, like your typical MOBA, you have different lanes... Sometimes, it actually, yeah, usually, no, in, in every map there is some sort of jungle, like place where you can go through and kill neutral minions for buffs uh, or just experience and run around through the jungle and for ganks and all that fun stuff.
1: Sounds familiar so far. Uh,
0: let's see, and I mean, it has the usual, it, it has all the roles. I was looking online and apparently the, the meta for it is the exact same thing as League, so you have a top lane champion who's either a high sustained mage um, or a bruiser type champion, so they can take a lot of damage but deal a lot of damage. Um, you have another tank-like character in the jungle or assassin. Um, mid lane is a mage, and then bottom lane is a ranged, um, attack damage, attack speed-focused character with a support, which is usually a tank of some sort. Now, how it differs is well, one, the characters are necessary are and are not original. The characters are drawn from religions from all over the world. So Greek, Roman, Hindu, Egyptian, Mayan, Norse, Chinese. I think that's all of them. Um, and different mythologies.
1: Oh, I don't get to play as Jesus. No. Aww.
0: You have the Talos Project for that.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I guess.
0: We don't know more about it, but there's a lot of uh, Christian Judeo...
1: Right, but you're definitely, you're definitely not playing as the role of Jesus in that game. You are you, a robot. How do you know? Hmm. I guess we'll find out later. Yes.
0: All right. Um, but, so characters from all over the world, and the biggest thing that's different is that it is a third-person view. So It's it, fairly moba,
1: unusual in MOBAs.
0: Very unusual. So all, every other MOBA that I know of so far is a top-down MOBA. Where
1: uh, I played Super Monday Night Combat, and that one was a uh, third-person. That's a MOBA? Yeah, it's, it's, it is a third-person shooter that is structured as a MOBA.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it's not the only third-person MOBA out there, but it is a third-person MOBA. Um, it's gaining a large following. Like They're having their world championships sometime soon this here, hmm. um, and they're going to be having a big, I believe it's a $1 million dollar, dollar total prize pool.
1: One million (laughs) daughters?
0: That's better than 72 versions. Oh
1: my god. (laughs) Or, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Or is it? Because what if they're your one million daughters?
0: Then I'm going to need a million shotguns to keep people away.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Also, those were extraordinarily badly tasted jokes. Joke, jokes and d- bad taste. <laughs> or were yes, they bad joke dad jokes? jokes. 72 versions taste bad. <laughs> <laughs> or your one million daughters all taste bad, Bucket. This
1: is awful. This is awful. <laughs> this is awful. Shutting up. never having up, children. Any worse.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm saying that right now in the show. I am sorry.
1: <laughs> Are you going to be leaving the development studio? Oh, psych.
0: What development studio? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, let's see, so the game mechanics are different in that you have to think, oh, am I close enough to this person to do this? Can I, I I can't really do a top-down aiming radical, so I have to do it all from where I'm seeing and what I can see kind of as best as I can. Hmm. Um, let's see, the $1 million prize pool. Oh, and then something that I really like that's different from League is that, yes, they do have two currencies, one which you earn in-game, by playing the game and one that you can earn by paying real money, but the one that you can earn by paying real money, you can also get for free in a couple of different ways, apparently, one way that I found um i mean other than promotional stuff is that you can if you log in every day for a week and you get fifty five zero, and the most expensive skins cost six hundred so
1: so it's gonna take a few weeks to get there
0: It's gonna take a few weeks to get to get there. However, I should also mention that not all skins have to be bought with gems. Sorry, okay. you have gems and you have favor. Gems are the one that you use real money to get. Favor is the one that you use that are in-game currency. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not all skins, which is also a big difference from League, can be thought or can be bought exclusively through gems. Some of them are, um, like usually all the better ones, like the the Anubis skin. Which is a giant reference to Stargate SG one. Oh yes. Uh that one is you can only buy through using gems. But oh, either way, uh and then they also have another really nice deal, which is only going on for a limited time, which I I ended up taking advantage of. I didn't think I was gonna spend money on this game and then I eventually caved in and did. Because if you spend thirty dollars right now, you can get all of the champions that have been made are currently in development, and that will come out in the future, just automatically unlocked. Oh wow! So I have every single champion that has been, is, and will be in that game available to me.
1: That's a good deal.
0: Yeah. Now, and then wait, they wait. refund you for any they refund you for any champions that you had already bought. Oh, nice. Too. So they're like, yeah, we see you actually spent some money. Here's here's your in-game currency back. Thanks for that.
1: Did you say that that was a limited time offer or? Yeah. Okay.
0: It was also a limited time offer a year ago, so I'm not sure how long it's going to keep going for. But but I also don't know if it's actually going to stop anytime soon. Either way, it's it's a fun game. Um, The community is not toxic yet, because it's not big enough to be league scale where everyone's just absolute dicks.
1: And Um, by encouraging more people to go and play the game, we're contributing to the toxicity.
0: (laughs) No, because... I don't think that dicks are the sort of people that listen to our show.
1: True. Very true. Hey, if you're a dick, stop listening. Go away. Stop it. Stop that right now. Including that guy right there Mm -hmm. who just sat down. (laughs) (laughs) And I I know that uh, Jonas does play Smite. I've seen him playing a few times. So if you don't have him on your friends list or whatever they call it in in that game, you should probably go ahead and him.
0: I'll go find him. This was another game that was introduced to be my by Tyler um and that group of friends, so I'm definitely going have to i'm gonna have to have him back sometime, yeah, to review more things because he was a fun guest.
1: Return guests are good
0: returning guests are good,
1: especially when they when they start to become aware of the fact that they're a returning guest and then they want to come back all the time and then they have you know unspecified competitions with other returning guests to see who can be there the most. Sam off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that would be a TV from a horror game. Like I swear, every single horror game just has some sort of TV that is is on and just staticky, or turns on to static when you're walking by as a jump scare.
0: Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so
1: so obviously, yeah, it's a free to play game. Um, what it do you is
0: f- th- worth the price by far?
1: Right, right. Uh, but I mean, like, um. I guess when it comes to free-to-play games, like what, how much would you be willing to spend in the game?
0: Well, I've already spent $30, which unlocks all of the possible gameplay options, essentially, for me. Because mm-hmm. the skins don't change anything other than aesthetically. Yeah. And I can earn the... Um, slowly but surely... Oh, I forgot to mention the other way that you can earn gems is that apparently they will have weekends where you can play and win gems as a result. Hmm. And I mean, this weekend, right now, you can play and you can win free boosters for, um, for favor and experience. Three-day boosters for every win that you get. Nice. So if you just play a poop-ton of games, you can get a poop-ton of boosters, possibly.
1: Oh, so do they, do they like, stack, kind of? Like, is it three days back-to-back, and then, and then the next win that you get is another three days after those three days? or?
0: I think. I don't know, actually, now that I think about it.
1: Because that I'll could add, to add that up one. to be a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so $30 gets you all the gameplay options. The game itself is fun. Community is fun. Um, so I, I'm probably not going to spend much more than $30 because I have the opportunity to unlock everything else without mm-hmm. spending real currency. Um, and again, it wouldn't be anything that I did unlock that would be affecting gameplay, it would just be aesthetic. Yeah. So. However, that $30 investment is a very good investment, so I'd say $30 um, is definitely a good price for the amount of stuff that you will get out of this game.
1: Awesome. I just realized that's exactly how much I spent on Guild Wars, wasn't it?
0: Possibly. That's a fun one, too. Also, I I almost forgot to mention, um, their gameplay modes are a little bit different from your standard league modes as well. They have a 3v3 one-lane they have a 4v4, 2 lane, and a 5v5. There's two different 5v5 modes. Actually, three different 5v5 modes. There's one where it's one lane and all of the champions are random, which is similar to something that they have in League RAM. Um But they also have um, Arena, where essentially it's one giant circle with spawn points, and you go and you just do large-scale team battles throughout the entire game. There's no strategy other than just kill the enemy and kill them as much and as fast as you can. Hmm. And then there is um, your standard three-lane MOBA with a jungle. Okay. Um, And they're also, right now, their current event, they they have events going on. One of them is called the Odyssey. And so you can go through, do different events, and they have different silly game modes each day. Like there was one day, so the character Ra, um, his big thing is that, his main damaging ability fires down a laser from the sky that does that looks like your typical bad guy laser that sits on the ground at one point and goes as it moves along a point. Of course. And ultimate just shoots out a giant long range laser beam sort of like Lux from League of Legends. Okay. They had a mode where everybody was playing as Raw and everybody had eighty percent cooldown.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: So lasers everywhere. <laughs>
1: This reminds me of the 10 Guaranteed Improvements to the Hobbit video.
0: Yes! Pew, pew! <laughs>
1: um,
0: and let's see, they've had a game mode where everyone in the game had some sort of healing ability. Um, they've had a game mode where everyone was an assassin, which uh, is a really annoying assassin because she jumps in and then her ultimate is that she doesn't die for a certain number of seconds. So she's like a Tryndamere, mm. but in assassin form. Um there's been on uh, the different game modes you start out with more gold than you would ever need, so you start out with full build right away. Um and level up and play the game from there. So the whole the whole game is just getting more and more silly and goofy, and I've been enjoying it more and more. So go and I encourage everyone to at least go and check it out because it's free and if you don't like it you don't have to play it and you don't you're not wasting any money
1: on it. There you go. So this week, there were a few significant releases, at least, you know, in, in our world. So yep. Assassin's Creed Unity came out, and from the sounds of it, don't buy it. Yeah. I, I Actually, I don't know if I know anybody who bought it and is playing it. We might not even do uh, a review of it, because, I mean, why bother? Um, this Gosh. War of Mine came out, and I got it, and I played, I've played almost two hours of it so far, because... It's it's actually kind of stressful. So this is the game where you, you know, are are controlling a group of civilians in a war-torn city. So you're seeing the the other side of the war than you usually see. And even even if you like don't, you know, like care about the characters, you know, as people even if you aren't, you know, there for the whole you know, like experiencing experiencing like what it would really feel like to be in a war area um just from a gameplay perspective it's really really stressful because you never ever have enough enough resources you know you don't have all of the stuff that you really need to make it like very far into the game so like i i haven't died yet but i'm like just constantly running low on food and I almost never have quite enough for everybody and it's just like I can't which is exactly what the game is going for I'm sure so I'll be I'll be reviewing that sometime in the future when I have played more of it and then also two dots came to android this week so I suddenly got sucked into it and I'll let you know how that goes (laughs) when I emerge again from my from the rabbit hole the rabbit hole yeah yeah
0: The only thing that I can think of with This War of Mine is This little war of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little war of mine I'm gonna let it shine
1: I don't think you understand what this game is supposed to be about, Ian.
0: This little war of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine
1: (laughs) So that's what I'm planning on reviewing next week. How about you?
0: Well what's coming out this next week, I have two games that I'm super excited for that are coming out this next week. And those are Dragon Age Inquisition and Far Cry 4.
1: Oh my I god. Like, what? Oh my god.
0: Yes, and they're on the same day, so... Ah! I <laughs> mean,
1: so pers- I think personally, I on. think you should do Dragon Age first, because I really want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want
0: to play both a lot, but I think that I can plow through Far Cry 4 faster than I can plow through Dragon Age Inquisition, so that's why I want to probably that, that's what I want to play far cry for first so that I can get to one quick and then get to the other quicker
1: so the number that I heard from the professionals who reviewed the game was even you know like ignoring side quests as much as they possibly could and just you know going for the story it took them about 80 hours to get through
0: for inquisition
1: for inquisition Jesus. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is quite a game
0: Well, right now, Far Cry 4 has an 87. I wonder what... uh, On Metacritic. I wonder what Dragon Age... Metacritic. 88.
1: (laughs) This is going to be a good week for you.
0: Oh, this is going to be a
1: great week.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to be able to do anything.
1: Except for have fun playing good games. Except for have fun. Oh, woe is the... What am I to do? So, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been 8-Bit. I'm Ian Buck.
0: And I'm Ian Decker.
1: Locking you out, Shepard.
0: It's a fringe. Who cares? It's a fringe. Who cares? It's a fringe. Who cares? It's a fringe. Who cares?
1: You know, it'd be so much better if we weren't aware of the fact that you put things from the fringe in the ending, and so then the things that you put there would actually be authentic. But no. Well, we're all we're we're but we're artificially trying to be funny now for the sake of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Why are you right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hate it, we're so crazy. Uh so Ian, it's it's your job for the for the beginning to introduce our our real game developer.
0: Oh boy. Uh
1: so Ian, it's it's your job for the for the beginning to introduce our, our real game developer.
0: Oh boy. I don't know why it's called Guardians either and I don't really care.
1: Because it's the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously.
0: Oh, is that is that how it is? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you get to play as Rocket Raccoon,
0: uh, and so then suddenly Master Chief starts charging in, and then a Raccoon <laughs>
1: hits him, and he dies. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what's going to happen. Whoopsies. Hello. I don't think we can call him Hall Porn. That's not okay.
0: Good afternoon, Hall Porn. How are you?
1: Very well. Good. Oh. <laughs>